0: Here we go, guys. We are about to undertake a very long journey together. Not that we haven't already started that, but it really, truly gets kicked off today. Welcome to Fantasy MLB Today, guys. I really appreciate you guys tuning in for the opening day edition of the show. My name is Joe Orico, and I am your host. You guys can find me on Twitter at Joe Orico 99 That's at J-O-E-O-R-R-I-C-O-99. And you guys can also go ahead and follow the Ethos Fantasy BB account. That's E-T-H-O-S Fantasy BB. You guys can find my show posted there every single day, as well as other fantasy-related content throughout the season. And I really hope that you guys who listen to the show go out there and follow me on Twitter, because I will be giving you guys lists. Uh, If you don't have time to watch the show one day and you just want to look on Twitter, then you will still have knowledge as to who to add, who to drop, uh, things of that nature, breakout performances, uh, different suggestions, things of that nature. So you guys want to go ahead and follow both of those Twitter accounts and you guys will be fully informed as to your fantasy decisions throughout the season. Now, today, uh, we don't quite have lineups yet, we do have the starting pitchers announced for all the games. So we're going to give you uh, a little bit of a, a mini breakdown of all the different starters going today. Uh, And we'll also talk about some players who've been added over the last 24 hours and uh, my suggestions on them. And I'll also be giving you guys uh, a DFS lineup today. For those of you who don't know, DFS is daily fantasy sports. So you can uh, set a lineup uh, daily as opposed to uh, picking a team and having the same team throughout the season. Uh, It's kind of the beauty of the thing. If a guy pisses you off, then you don't have to roster him the next day. You can move on. And uh, there is a certain... There's a certain beauty in that for sure, in not having to be attached to certain guys for the whole season. Uh, It's nice to have both formats going, in my opinion, the season-long and the daily. Uh, It just adds to the excitement. It spices things up a little bit. So at the end of the show today, I'll be giving you guys uh, the lineup that I have slotted for today uh, for my Yahoo uh, DFS lineup. Uh, let's start off with the pitching uh, matchups. Uh, we'll We'll start with the with the games, but we'll we'll specifically talk about the pitchers, which is what we have so far. Uh, so far, um, yeah, we have all the pitching matchups. So the first game of the day is the Milwaukee Brewers and the Chicago Cubs, not the sexiest game, perhaps. Uh, no disrespect to those fan bases, but not the sexiest game perhaps for uh, the first game of the season. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, it should still be an interesting game. The Cubs uh, expect them to do better than they did last year, for sure. So we have Kyle Hendricks uh, going up against Corbin Burns, the reigning National League Cy Young winner, and I'm really looking for Corbin to have a great outing. Uh, you know, there's not much really to say about him. He's he's just phenomenal. Uh, he's definitely a go in in all formats uh, for sure as far as uh daily or season long uh no problem there kyle hendricks uh is a little bit more of a mixed bag he has given us great fantasy seasons in the past and even last year there were times uh, when he had value uh particularly because he had a lot of wins last year he was winning a lot of starts uh in the middle early portion of the season and a lot of his value came from there uh I'm not really expecting much from him. It's hard to really say. He kind of can give you a great season or a poor season. It's hard to really predict Kyle Hendricks. Not a huge strikeout guy, not a power pitcher by any means. He pitches to contact, and that's always a little bit riskier. Typically a little bit riskier. Maybe not always, but for the most part, it's it's riskier. So uh, I'm not looking for a fantastic outing from, from Hendricks. Uh, the Brewers are favorite to win, and I definitely agree with that. The next game that is happening is the Mets and the Nationals. Tyler McGill is going up against Patrick Corbin. Now, if you guys tuned into the show yesterday, then you heard me talking with Ryan Bloomfield. And Tyler McGill definitely has potential to be one of the better targets uh, throughout the season. And definitely someone to look at tomorrow going up against a a rather poor Nationals team. Uh, Going up against Patrick Corbin, who is not not great by any stretch of the imagination. He's fine. He's just not someone who's uh a real target for me outside of deeper leagues. He is again can have uh like similar to Hendricks, not not that they're similar pitchers, but similar in that he he has had good seasons and he has had very poor seasons. Very hard to predict, but he's not pitching on a very good team. I don't have uh I don't have much faith in him this season for sure. The next game we'll go into is the Cleveland Guardians versus the Kansas City Royals. The first game under the Guardians moniker, so we'll see how long that name takes to actually uh, kick in and actually become something that is that is said as opposed to the old name because I know I'm still uh, in conversation using the old name because it's very hard for me to uh, – I don't know. It shouldn't really be that hard, but it has been kind of hard to adjust to the new name. It's not the greatest name. Uh, no offense to you, Guardians fans, but not not the greatest name, I don't think. So maybe that's why it's kind of hard to catching on, hard to catch on. Uh, so the pitching matchup here is actually is actually a nice one. It's Shane Bieber versus Zach Greinke. Uh, real nice story, Zach Greinke going back to the Royals, uh, most likely to finish out his career here this season. Uh, similar to the whole uh Albert Pujols going back to St. Louis story to finish out his career. Very nice. Uh, I I like that as a baseball fan when there's uh, players who finish their career where they started, things of that nature. Uh, It's just a nice story. As to his fantasy value, uh, it's hard to say, really. The Royals do have potential to be a good team this year. Probably not a great team, but they can be a good team. So Zach is someone who will most likely be uh, the leader of this rotation. He's definitely going to be a leader on the team. So – I'm, I'm definitely um, – I'm not getting overly excited about Grinky. Definitely a guy you should be rostering at this point in the season. But uh, don't have your expectations too high. Now, he's not pitching against a great team in the Guardians, so there is potential for him to have a decent outing and get a win tomorrow. But uh, keep your expectations low. Shane Bieber is someone we also talked about yesterday with Ryan Bloomfield. Not someone uh, – who he was really looking to take early on in drafts because of his shoulder problems. I, I, I like Shane Bieber, uh, but I also do agree that there are, uh, there are people on your draft boards. You guys must be done with your drafts by now. Uh, maybe there's some of you who aren't, but for those of you perhaps who haven't drafted, uh, we were avoiding Shane Bieber a little bit because of the shoulder problems because we're not quite so sure what's going to happen. Now, while he's healthy, he'll be definitely producing in the strikeout column, uh, no problems there. Definitely somebody that I like and has the potential to have a good outing tomorrow. They are favorite to win. I'm probably looking for Kansas City to win, though. I'm not. Uh, I'm not particularly. Uh, I'm not particularly big on the Guardians. Uh, they're favorite because of Bieber, but I don't really expect them to win. I expect Bieber to have a good outing, but I don't really think they're going to do much uh, in terms of. In terms of the season, but I don't think they'll do much tomorrow either. I I tend to favor the home team on opening day. I just tend to find with the fan atmosphere and, I don't know, the excitement that the home team tends to really perform better uh, early in the season, particularly on opening day. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but that's just something that I I feel. So I I think the Royals are probably going to pull it out. But I think you can expect probably a decent outing from both of those starters. Uh, the next game we will go into is the Pirates and the Cardinals. Uh, Adam Wainwright, in what is most likely his last opening day start, I, I think he'll probably make, uh, make a good make a good effort of it. Not that he's not going to make a, a bad effort of it, but I think he's going to know that it's going to be his last opening day. Uh, most likely. I, I don't expect that he'll come back. I think he may have even said it'll be his last season. Uh so maybe look for him to put a little bit extra into it, uh, knowing it'll be his last opening day, especially in front of the home faithful. So I, I don't know. I think again, especially against the bad Cardinals lineup, uh, he's he's a safe play tomorrow. JT Brubaker or Brubaker, I'm not exactly sure how that one goes. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be looking at him tomorrow on the road. He's not he's not uh, terribly exceptional. The Pirates really don't have much going in the pitching department. Sending him out there on opening day. So I'm not looking for too much tomorrow. I wouldn't recommend him uh, in many formats. Uh, The Cardinals are a a very high-powered lineup. They have potential to be one of the better lineups in the majors, so I'm not looking uh, to use him tomorrow, and I'm not looking to have him rostered uh, in leagues for the season either. Uh, The next game we'll talk about is the Reds and the Braves, which is probably the best pitching matchup of the night, or of the day, I guess. Uh, Tyler Molly versus Max Fried. It has potential to be a really good pitching matchup, depending on how deep they are allowed to go. Molly was actually quietly exceptional last year, striking out 210 guys over 180 innings while winning 13 games. Now, the team is uh, definitely lesser than they were last year. They have subtracted a lot of pieces. But I do look for him to have a good outing. Uh, no problem there. He's just going up against uh, a very good team, but I do think that he'll... He'll, he'll hold his own. Max Freed, I think, will outperform him uh, just because, partly because of that home field thing, as I was saying. He's also a superior pitcher, but I do think that you can expect a good outing from both of these guys. This is my favorite pitching matchup that'll be going on. Uh, definitely a game to keep an eye on. Uh, it should be fun, and it'll be, um, I guess, the unveiling of the banner or whatever they're going to do to honor the World Series win last year in Atlanta. So that'll be that'll be a fun one to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, let's go into the Astros and the angels, which will be Shohei Otani. And I'm not sure, maybe they'll do some kind of MVP presentation thing to him tomorrow. So that might be a fun one to watch too. And it'll be a good matchup. A couple of good teams with high powered offense potential and a, and a very good pitching matchup here. Shohei Otani versus Framber Valdez. Now the Astros lost Carlos Correa. I still think they have uh, a superior offense in this game. So I think uh, you have to taper your expectations when using Otani tomorrow. Uh, you know, I don't think that they're gonna. No team early on is gonna particularly extend their starters. We've seen that in the last couple of years. You're probably gonna see guys max out around six innings, unless they are just flat out dominant. You're not gonna see guys go more than about six innings or so uh, tomorrow or in in the first week or so of the season, first couple weeks of the season, this guy's ramp up, particularly with a short spring. So don't have uh, crazy high expectations for even the even the greatest of pitchers. That being said, uh, this is another great pitching matchup tomorrow, and I think it'll probably be a, a fairly low-scoring game despite the ha- despite the great pitching matchup. So uh, either of these guys, I feel fairly comfortable deploying tomorrow. Or excuse me, today. Uh, they're both they're both fantastic guys. Now I feel a little bit more comfortable with Valdez, despite him being on the road, because the Angels lineup is not quite to the same caliber as the uh, Astros lineup. But either guy, uh, I still feel comfortable deploying. They're both they're both exceptional guys. The next game is the San Diego Padres and the Arizona Diamondbacks. So we have Yu Darvish going up against Madison Baumgarner. Not the greatest pitching matchup. Yu Darvish, uh, I mean, maybe if you're talking five years ago, this would have been a fantastic one of the better matchups you could see. Uh, Madison Baumgarner is not much anymore he did have flashes last year i think he had that short game uh i can't remember now it wasn't a perfect game it was a no-hitter i think there were times last year when he was valuable pitcher uh not someone you should really be rostering this year though he's kind of had his day in the sun not someone to really be looking at he's gonna be going up against you darvish who i have drafted in a couple of leagues uh, I think that he'll turn around that ERA from last year, and that's really the only thing that was stopping him from having a really, really valuable season last year. That and the, the low win total. He only won eight games, but the 422 ERA killed him. And he was someone who also started off the year very well last year, and he just couldn't keep it going. So uh, he's going up against uh, a, a horrendous team, uh, a really, a really brutal lineup that there's not much going on for at all over there so I'm expecting a good outing from San Diego uh, despite them being on the road they are favored to win and I do expect that to happen and that will cover it for uh, the starting pitching matchups we unfortunately don't have the Mariners and the Twins game and the Red Sox Yankees game and despite the fact that I don't particularly like the Red Sox and the Yankees I was Kind of looking forward to seeing the two teams, seeing those two teams start the season off. Uh, I thought that would have been uh, really entertaining. But what are you going to do? So uh, I'm going to talk about uh, some of the guys who have been added in the most leagues uh, over the last day or so. And uh, most of them do make a lot of sense to be adding. Uh, First off, uh, Josh Lowe has been added in a ton of leagues. Uh, He's only rostered at 31% still uh, on Yahoo, and I really think that that number is going to jump really high. He has uh, five-category potential in fantasy. Last season, he had 22 homers and 26 steals in AAA, and he shouldn't be sitting on the waiver wire. He's definitely someone who you guys should go ahead and pick up. Uh, No question there. That 31% rostered will definitely jump up. He has an everyday starting role there with Austin Meadows having been traded, so I really like uh, picking up Josh Lowe going forward. Uh, really nice pick. Diego Castillo has also been added in a lot of cases. And now this is an important one as well. Going back to what I touched on with uh, Ryan Bloomfield yesterday, you have to be really careful about the names because there are two Diego Castillos. One of them is the relief pitcher and one of them is the second slash third baseman. And you have to be very careful. Now, if you're going off of the like transaction list and seeing who's at the top, then you'll be fine. But if you're just searching the uh, the player's name and you click on one, you might click on the wrong one by accident. So be very careful. Uh, definitely be very careful in that instance. That being said, the right Diego Castillo to pick up here, the second base, third base eligible Pittsburgh Pirate, is definitely worth a pickup. A uh, ton of injuries going on over there in Pittsburgh. And he's definitely someone who is going to make the opening day roster. Uh, he was told that he's going to make the opening day roster actually already. It's already official. And... Ton of ton of guys have gone down over there, uh, so definitely a job uh, will be had for him there in the starting lineup. Now they're not a uh, particularly good team, but he definitely is a guy who has uh, I think five category potential as well. So look for him to be someone that is going to see the roster percentage go up in the next couple of days. He's only rostered in sixteen percent of leagues definitely going to be available on your waiver wire. He's probably only rostered in the most competitive of leagues at the moment. So get out there and go pick him up. Uh, the next guy is Matt Brash, who has been told he will be in the starting rotation for the Seattle Mariners. He's currently only eligible as a relief pitcher, but after a couple starts, he'll have dual eligibility there. So that is another thing. It's not massively important uh, on the pitching side, but it still helps to have a guy who can go as a starter or as a reliever for you. Uh, Not someone who I'm jumping to grab. He's had a good spring. uh, But he's someone who definitely has the potential to be a pickup. And when he starts this week, he should probably be someone that you're streaming in just to see. Uh, It's worthy of a flyer. There's probably someone, uh, your last pick or or maybe your last two picks. Uh, And even maybe a little bit earlier, depending on how early you drafted and how askew those uh, old rankings now look. Uh, there's probably a player or two there that you can go ahead and drop. Now you do want to be careful early on in the season about dropping guys who have uh, possible roads to playing time or a starting rotation job or a closer job. Those things, but there are there's probably at least one player on everyone who's listening to this is roster at least one guy who you can go ahead and drop. So there's probably room there. Uh, to pick up at least one of these guys that I'm going to discuss today that that seems to be that seems to make sense right that there's going to be at least one i know that people are probably going to be fairly attached at this point probably it depends i mean there there are different viewpoints but some people get very attached early on some people don't care about any other guys and they can drop whoever but it is kind of hard to drop a guy before they've played any games of the season i do understand that but that being said, you can probably go ahead and drop one of your guys for one of the guys mentioning for one of the guys that I'm going to mention today, just because uh, of the upside of these guys and a possible road to uh, to playing time. Another guy being picked up in a lot of leagues is Nick Lodolo. Uh, he is going to start next Wednesday against the Guardians. Uh, he's looked pretty good in spring, and he's probably worth streaming on that day. Uh, it's hard to tell uh, how. How much value he'll have this season. The Reds are not going to be a particularly good team. And we haven't really seen him uh, in the major leagues. So it's hard to say what kind of value he's going to have. But he's probably worth streaming there uh, next Wednesday against the Guardians. Uh, He's been picked up in in a lot of leagues. He's like the fourth most added player over the last day. So I'm not really sure why people are jumping so much. It probably is more in deeper leagues. He's only rostered in 22% of leagues. But he's someone to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, people are grabbing Dustin May, uh, the pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. We're not really sure uh, when he'll be an option, but it's not going to be for a while. It's not going to be till the second half. He's also been added in quite a lot of leagues, but he's only rostered 26%. Uh, I'd say he's worthy of uh, adding, depending on if your uh, league has uh, IL slots. Uh, most leagues do. If your league has a bunch of injured list slots, then by all means, go ahead and grab Dustin May. Uh, he's for sure going to be somebody that you uh, that you want to just throw on the injured list. There's no there's no harm in it. If he comes back, and we've we've seen what he can do, we saw in limited time last year how exceptional he can really be. So uh, if you do have injured list, then he is definitely an add. Uh, as is the next person I'm going to mention, C.J. Abrams. Now with Fernando Tatis going down, and now even that he's playing in the outfield too, it's really uh, he's really showing versatility. I didn't expect him to play in the outfield. I don't think a lot of people did expect him to play in the outfield, but it definitely is going to open a door to more of a chance that he'll make the opening day roster. I think he will make the opening day roster. I don't think that there has been, uh, I don't think that there has been an official announcement. I could be wrong about that. But he'll be there. I mean, he'll, he'll be on this team, uh, especially now with the outfield eligibility. I, I expect him to be in the lineup tonight. That's It, it seems to make sense to me. Uh, those are the guys who are being added in the most instances. Uh, one more guy, Bobby Miller, is also being added uh, quite a bit. He's still a prospect. Uh, Los Angeles Dodgers relief pitcher. He threw uh, three scoreless innings against the Angels, and I think that's why he's being added in a lot of instances. So, I mean, he's only added in 5% of leagues. I don't expect too much out of him, so I wouldn't really uh, be going ahead and picking him up. That doesn't seem to make a ton of sense to me. Uh, I wish we had some more lineups announced. Uh, That's kind of the thing. uh, Once the season starts and... We know generally how a team is going to be throwing their lineups out this season. It'll be a lot easier to predict. It won't be perfect to predict, and there will be times when I will give you uh, a projected starter, perhaps. Most of the time, I'll I'll wait until we know the starters, and most of the time, you know. But there are times when it will change, and there's just nothing I can do about that or anybody can do about that. There are some managers who don't release their lineups until like an hour before the game, and there's I, I can't. I can't wait until the very end of the day to release the show because then you guys would just miss out on all the player ads and drops and whatnot. So as important as lineups are uh, at this point of the season, unfortunately, I can't really go into it that much specifically because we don't know who's going to be in them first off and how they're going to be arranged. We might think we know, but until we actually see how it plays out, in even opening day lineups, they may not stick. A lot of the time they don't stick. So that's also something to think about. Even if you see a guy starting uh, the first week of the season, it may not stick depending on how they play. Usually a player starting uh, the first week of the season, anywhere in the lineup, depending on the depth of your league, if they're on a a decent team, they're usually worth uh, an ad. Now, Obviously that varies much case to case, but Uh, there's a lot of guys early on in the season who will be getting uh, at-bats that you may not have anticipated, and those will be guys that you want to be adding. Specifically those young guys who have come up this season, there is a lot of of prospects this season. Like, a ton of prospects. I think the most in a while that have been legitimate, like, they're looking like all-star kind of players, like the Bobby Witts and... Julio Rodriguez and Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green, even though he's hurt. And, you know, there's a ton of guys. There's so there's so many young guys who are going to be getting uh, playing time. And when I say that you should just add guys, I don't mean you should just add everybody who plays because there's obviously a lot of guys who play who don't have value. But I mean specifically more in terms of these young guys where you don't really know how good they can be. They're usually worth an ad. There are a lot of roster spots on fantasy baseball teams a lot more than in any other sport and it gives you a little bit more room to play around than in other sports so you can go ahead and take chances on guys who are not sure things but guys like a lot a few of the guys i just mentioned like low like castillo uh, like abrams those are guys who have roads to playing time and who have potential to you know, really be assets going forward and they're not going to cost you anything as you're going to pick them up off the waiver wire. You're going to be dropping somebody, obviously. But as I mentioned earlier, there's probably even one guy who you can drop uh, at this point of the season. As much as it's hard to drop guys before they play, there's probably one. So those a lot of those guys I just mentioned are worth a speculative ad. Uh, pretty much all of them are worth a speculative ad. So... Really take a look at your team and see uh, what you think the strengths and weaknesses are. Going back, uh, looking at your players' stats from a year ago, and, and even going back further than a year ago, I like to preach uh, looking at consistency on this show, looking at uh, how players have performed throughout the last several seasons, not just, you know, small stretches of time. Obviously, players who perform well in spring training get picked up a lot. And those are more the cautionary tales because we know that spring doesn't matter so, so much once the lights start shining a little bit brighter in regular games. All that being said, there are still guys who are worth taking chances on. And I think that those guys I just mentioned, specifically Lowe, Castillo, and Abrams, are worth taking a shot on for sure. Uh, We're going to get into uh, my DFS lineup, the first DFS lineup of the season. And... This is exciting because you know the very first one. Uh, now, the one that I have uh, have gone into is not include the Brewers game, so it's uh, it starts at four o'clock. Nothing I could do about that one. It was just it was the best one that I could have entered. So uh, my my DFS lineup will not include the Brewers game, uh, the Brewers and the Cubs game. Uh, so that, that is what it is, but uh, I don't think that's a a huge, huge deal. Um, so let me get into it. Uh, the pitchers that I have for today are Tyler McGill, who's only going for 25 bucks. I think that's a great steal. I already talked about him earlier and Max freed 43 bucks, a little bit on the pricier side, but I do think that he's going to have a good outing tomorrow and players aren't really too expensive at this point in the season. So you can go ahead and you can spend a little bit more on a guy like Max freed He's the second most expensive pitcher in the window besides Shane Bieber, who I'm sticking away from, at 48 bucks. 43 for Freed feels very good. Uh, my catcher I have slotted is Tyler Stevenson. He really showed a lot of potential last year. He's only 11 bucks today. Uh, I really like that. Luke Voigt I have as my first baseman here, 14 bucks. Again, I really like that. I've talked about Luke Voigt over the last couple of days. Uh, I really like him. I really think he has a lot of potential and only 14 bucks. Going up against the Diamondbacks, he'll have that lefty-righty matchup against uh, Bongarner. I really like him there for 14. Diego Castillo is the next guy I have, and now uh, I'll repeat what I said earlier. the Diego Castillo, who is the second baseman for the Pirates, also eligible at third, but he's the second baseman. I'm not talking about the relief pitcher for the Seattle Mariners, Diego Castillo. Completely different people, so uh, just a caution do not get names mistaken because there are a lot of similar names in in baseball for sure. And a lot of guys who have the same last name and the same first initial. So just always uh, remember that. Uh, but I really do like Castillo here for 7 bucks, Really a bargain. Uh, Jose Ramirez uh, for 21 is who I have at third. He just signed up uh, an extension with the – I was about to say it – with the Cleveland Guardians. He just signed an extension, albeit a, a, a very discounted one, it seems. I guess he just likes Cleveland. But uh, I expect in his first game, he'll probably, uh, I think he's going to show up. So uh, I have him there. He's one of the pricier guys I have in my lineup here, but uh, I really like him. And while using uh, Castillo there for only 7 bucks, it's a real discount. So uh, I can go ahead and I can splurge a little bit on other guys. At shortstop, I have Adalberto Mondesi for 17 bucks, And you got to just take advantage while he's healthy. He's not going to be healthy for very long. Uh, un- unfortunately, no disrespect to the guy, but we just kind of know that while he's out there, he's extremely valuable. And I hope he can stay out there because he is fantastic. Like, I love his fantasy game. He's one of the more... He's one of the cooler fantasy guys to roster if he's really there in the lineup and producing then a guy who steals and hits a lot of home like mostly a steal guy but a guy who can hit home runs too like really fun guy to roster and while he's out there i'm gonna take advantage so 17 bucks on opening day no problem i'll take him there i have brian reynolds slotted in in my first outfield slot 18 bucks i really like brian reynolds here uh, on the road at st louis uh no problem there for 18 bucks he had a great breakout season last year and uh, I, I think I'll have a good game. Tyler O'Neill is the next guy I have going up against him. Uh, you know he's been talked about as a potential MVP candidate in the National League, and uh, you know I, I would love to see that. I would, I would, uh, you know, a, a Canadian winning MVP uh, would be fantastic. I, uh, of course, do push the uh, Canadian, not not really Canadian content. I mean, I am Canadian content. Just giving you this right here, but to have a Canadian. Uh, Win MVP would be fantastic, and he looks to be one of the better players going forward uh, for fantasy. So I really like him here for only twenty-one bucks. I know it's kind of a long view of things for just uh, a daily, a daily fantasy thing, but I really like him here for twenty-one bucks. It it seems pretty cheap to me. The last guy I have is Jordan Alvarez. Uh, I like him here for twenty-one bucks as well. Uh, last year he fluctuated in salary. He was going between like 17 uh, bucks around that range, and even cheaper at some points. Uh, mostly around the 17 range, and up to as much as like 22. So I like him here at 21. Uh, another guy I think will just take another step further this season. So guys, that'll uh, that'll do it for today. I hope you guys uh, really really have a great uh, opening day. I hope everything turns out well for your fantasy teams. Well, and even while saying that, I know that it can't turn out well for everybody. Someone's got to lose. A lot of people got to lose, but I hope that you guys have a good start to the season, nonetheless. Definitely a lot of fun uh, seeing how your guys do in their first games, for sure. And getting those uh, notifications that your guys have hit home runs is definitely fun. Different kind of different kinds of notifications, even just the ad drop ones. Just a, a lot of excitement as uh, as the other fantasy seasons wind down to an end, uh, namely basketball and hockey. Uh, we are still here. There is still fantasy content to be had. Uh, and we're going to be the only sport going uh, until September. There's nothing There's nothing else in terms of the major sports. So get your fantasy baseball content uh, and get it here if you, if you like what you're hearing. I hope you guys like what you're hearing. If you don't, well, hit me on Twitter. Let me know what I can do better. I really appreciate any kind of feedback. If you guys think I'm doing a good job, then let me know. If you guys think I'm an idiot, let me know. I'd like to hear either way. I'm really curious as to uh, how the public is receiving this. I do appreciate you guys continuing to download and to follow me on Twitter, and I'll give you the handles once more. It's at JoeOrico99, so it's at J-O-E-O-R-R-I-C-O-99. And you guys can also go ahead and follow the Ethos Fantasy BB account, which is where this show is posted out from every day, as well as other fantasy-related content. So you guys really want to be following us on both of those platforms, on both of those channels, I should say as well as downloading the show and listening to the show every day so you guys can get a full picture of what's going on in the fantasy world. Guys, I really appreciate it, and I hope you guys have a fantastic opening day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Cheers.